When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had ghost hunter Grant Wilson on the program, talking about Paracon, ghosts, Halloween, all sorts of spooky stuff, next on the Best of... So Grant, I want. So you're, you're you're wandering around. You're setting things up for tonight. Is that what you're doing? Uh, so no, I'm 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 one of the attendees here, one of the guests. So um, uh, I'm just wandering around, making sure everything's going well. You know, I'm, my friends are arriving. Um, you know, if you, if you're into the paranormal TV scene, mm-hmm. uh, it's a fun event. You know, there's people like myself from Ghost Hunters, Steve Gonzalez, Dave Tango from 
Ghost Hunters. There's Nick Groff from Ghost Adventures and Paranormal Lockdown. Elizabeth Saint from Shepherdstown. John Zaffis. Chip Coffee. All these amazing paranormal people. And you get to kind of just hang out all weekend with them, you know. So um, listen to them talk, you know, have pictures with them and, right. and just chat. Grant, yeah, I, it's a good I, event. We had a thing this morning because, you know, this being Halloween coming up and all the rest of it. And I did put out Francine, our 20-foot uh, blow-up witch that we put in front of our house. I put her out yesterday, and nice. we're putting all the decorations up and all the rest of it. And there was, on the morning show this morning, there was a uh, a quiz about the 10 things that people are most afraid of and how many people have seen go. Now, here's here, this is what I want to ask you first, Grant, and Cassie, you can chime in, too. Okay. Um, they say that only 20% of men claim they've seen a ghost, whereas 35% of women say they've seen a ghost. But the difference between the men and the women is, and this is what they said, not me, they said men are four times more likely to run away screaming after they've seen a ghost than women. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they said. Do you think that's true, Grant? I, I do, I do. I mean, um, <laughs> I've been on... <laughs> great, great. Well, um, there's something where guys, you know, if they can't, if they can't physically confront it, they oh, don't know yeah. how to handle it, so they um, run away. Makes sense. But um, yeah, having been on TV for a while, you know, we see the the uh, demographic, and yeah, there's a lot more women are interested in this than yeah. men. I think yep. men are confused by it. Um, especially typically being more logical, but, um, you know, women uh, are fascinated by it. And I think they might be, you know, if you believe that there's sensitivity to it and psychicness, mm-hmm. you know, I think they might be more prone to that than, than guys yeah. would be. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. Well, to women are probably like, hi, are you okay? Yes, I try and conversate with the ghost. I'll, I'll <laughs> chase them down and say, wait, I want to talk to you. <laughs> what happened to your head? Yeah. yeah really. <laughs> What did you say your name was? Lucifer, nice to meet you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Lucifer. <laughs> um, yeah, they gave us the, the 10 things that people are most afraid of. And I, I only have fear of one thing, but it's in a very particular instance. If I'm very high in a building outside, yeah. I don't like that. Being outside, mm. like, or when Catherine's driving up Pikes Peak and she's, like, basically, <laughs> the right wheel is hanging over the edge of the cliff. I never yeah. did that. He's lying. Oh, my God. I looked down. I was, like, two miles straight down. I've ridden was, yeah. with your wife before, and I get the same feeling on flat ground. <laughs> yeah, there you hey. go. <laughs> what? I've kind of developed a fear of heights over the years for some reason. It's just really, I just don't like really. heights anymore. I know. Even though... What, when was that? I was in Florida or something, and um, I wanted to get into your room, but the door was locked. Yeah, so you climbed around so the I outside climbed, of the building. I climbed out onto the balcony and then climbed from my balcony to your balcony. Oh, I remember that. What? Yeah. You don't remember that? <laughs> you don't remember Why him did you doing do that? this? I block out things that cause cause I was me a <laughs> dumb kid. Problems it's all in true. my life. So, I just... yeah. I guess I wasn't always afraid of heights. I just... I don't know. I guess I understand them better now. Yes, probably. Grant Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, eight seasons, uh, Ghost Hunters. Um, the only time I could claim that maybe I saw a ghost, but I don't know if this qualifies or not, but I was very close to my great-grandmother. <clears throat> my great-grandmother was exactly 100 years older than me. She died at, at 104. I was four years old, obviously, when she died. And I remember we were in Long Prairie, Minnesota for her funeral, we came back home. We lived uh, downtown, 1,200 Spruce Place, as a matter of fact. 
And that night, I remember I woke up and she was standing at the end of my bed. So would that qualify as a ghost? Uh, well, yeah. The thing is, you don't... That, that's a good story. A lot of people, um, when they're confronted with the paranormal, they, they kind of jump to what Hollywood has taught us. They're oh, all creepy, yeah. crazy, yeah. and things crawling on ceilings. When most stories are like this, they're actually beautiful. And if you think of them as less as things and more as people, um, the stuff starts to become less strange. And yeah. like, I mean, there's absolutely a reason why she would appear to you. Now, scientifically, you know, there may be a hundred reasons why your brain saw her when she wasn't really there. Right. And it's just, there's no harm in thinking that she was actually there to say hi or check up on you. No, no question. I tell you one thing, Grant, though, that was really stunning. I never even thought of this until just a couple of years ago. As I said, she was born a hundred years before me. She was born in 1851. She was a teenager when Lincoln was president. (laughs) What? I mean, looking back at that, it's psychotic. Did she have a thing for guys in stovepipe hats? (laughs) Yeah, they had to have a long beard. Yeah, I I never even thought about it. She saw the automobile come. She saw the automobile come and go, flight. Yep. People in on the moon, probably. Like, holy cow. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, well, she didn't quite catch him. She died in 1956, I think it was. Okay, so she didn't see the moon landing. She didn't see the moon landing, but she saw planes and automobiles and Abraham. She dated Abraham Lincoln when she was 14. (laughs) Right. I can't imagine what it would be like to be born before cars and then live to see airplanes. See, my great uncle, who I'm named after, was born in 1880 and died in 1981 and i asked him that question when i was 15 i said what was the biggest invention of your lifetime you've seen the radio the telegraph the television n- rock and roll nuclear wars airplanes all this sort of stuff without missing a beat he says and he was probably 96 at the time oh it's easy lad i'm a bit old to enjoy it for myself but it'd be wonderful you has to be the birth control yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was actually well. a foolproof plant back in the Roman Empire that worked as a birth control pill. It is now extinct yeah. because oh, they really? ate it all. Huh. Yep. Those so horny people Romans, have always liked birth Romans. control. Yeah. Unbelievable. But you don't know. You know who doesn't need birth control is ghosts. So let's back to that topic. <laughs> what? We're kind of all unable to keep place. on track no, today. I, I think, but seriously. Squirrel. I think we are on track because, as Grant said, <laughs> if you just incorporate it into everyday life instead of trying to say, oh, yeah, we, it's, it's horrendous always. It's not always horrendous. And I think that's important to point well, out. To bring it all around, what's funny is, I, you know, I've been investigating the paranormal for 30 years, seen a lot of crazy stuff. And when people ask me what's the scariest thing you've ever seen, I say childbirth. So it all comes around. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good argument. Well, Grant, what is one of probably the – in the paranormal world, what is one of the most freaky, freaked out experiences you had investigating a location? Um, well, see, the paranormal really doesn't scare me. The living people do. And so when <laughs> you get in these situations with a client that are really crazy, you know, um, yeah, I've been in, in occult type situations where there was a, a town in Vermont where the whole town was, was kind of in this cult together and they were doing practices on this woman renting a house and, and we got... The whole town chased us out of there, and and there are situations like like that. I mean, uh, more more often than not, what people encounter is just what we would call a dead person. So you can just reason with them like a regular person. But every once in a while, there's some stuff that's crazy. I mean, I had in Italy when I lived there, there was a a nine-year-old girl that was 
talking like a sailor and, and tossing around furniture that would take two grown men to move. And, you know, it took four grown men to restrain her without hurting her nine-year-old body. And, uh, you know, we did a, an exorcism and, and she slept for two days and, you know, it's stuff like that. But it's just, it's just another day at the office. Oh, you, you know, know, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you know, it all works out in the end. I, I just, yeah. I don't know, the whole thing fascinates like, like, well, no, I'm just thinking about the fact that some people are terrified of it. I am not, I would not be afraid of ghosts. And maybe that is no. because, Grant, that I, I did see my great-grandmother standing at the end of my bed and maybe because of that i mean i don't know if she was there or not whatever but i wasn't scared of her obviously so maybe that's why i'm not afraid of the idea of ghosts maybe it makes sense like i said if you think of them as people like imagine walking through a hotel at night and you hear footsteps run down the hallway and a child laughing like the the knee-jerk reaction for most people is that's terrifyingly creepy you know children's laughter evokes stuff from every horror movie you've ever seen but if you erase all that and just think if an actual living child ran by and laughed that wouldn't creep you out no it's just a kid having a good time you know so it's about a shift of mentality and but there is some weird stuff that goes on outside of the the dead people there's there's a lot of weird stuff out there but more often than not you'll just interact with someone who's who's passed away or what we call residual energy where there's no intelligence behind it. It's mm-hmm. just like a movie that plays back and forth. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would make that would make complete sense to me. When when did you yeah. begin begin to come interested? In, when did you become interested in in uh, you know ghost hunting? And how old were you? I was 15 when it kind of just got thrust on me. Um, ghosts to me were campfire stories and Halloween. You know, I didn't really think much about it. And then I started mm-hmm. having these intense experiences when I was 15 kept seeing this thing in the woods and my friends weren't seeing it but i was and i don't consider myself psychic in any way but this thing i was seeing started to mimic one of my friends and i told my friend to stand behind me and i proceeded to tell him what he was doing because this figure was imitating him and and that just got my you know i, I if you have a logical brain in your body you have to figure out what's going on and so i started researching and and found the only way to really understand what was happening to me um, it w- I would have to go into other people's homes and help them. So I would go in and exchange comfort and understanding about what's going on in exchange for exposure to the paranormal to help me get more answers, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that that makes total sense to me. I don't know, to tell you the truth, I don't know why I didn't um, once I grew old, because I was, again, four when that happened. So when I got older, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't become more involved in it or more interested in it but i th- i think once again if this makes sense to you grant it just didn't have a huge impact on me because i was only four so i kind of thought well she was here you know what i mean right right i mean your story makes sense there was there was kind of closure built into it you know right right exactly you're young and you see grandma okay there's no mystery to it you know as you grow up you learn that a lot of people around you believe that when we pass on you know we can still visit each other but if it was a, a situation that left you scratching your head and every time you looked for an answer you couldn't find one, that would probably have ignited uh, more of a passion for it, sure. I would think, and I, yeah, I'm one of those kind of guys, I was just asked, as a matter of fact, yesterday, if I believed in um, the devil, 
because at Halloween, you know, the mm-hmm. devil pops up and all that stuff. And I said, actually, I don't. And the reason I, that is a very specific reason why I don't, is because I don't wish to believe anybody deserves to be treated that way for eternity. You know what I mean? It's just too sad yeah. for me to, to contemplate that. So if there is a chance that, that people do have uh, some form of existence after they die, whether they're ghosts or spirit, whatever they are, I, th- I don't know if it's true or not, but it would be great if it is. Hey, I think I think you're right on. Like uh, to me, the concept of of being sorted into heaven or hell when we die is is antiquated and makes no sense. Right, right. If we continue, there would be a path for us to progress or explore ourselves, the universe, whatever, uh, and grow. And honestly, I think uh, blaming everything on the devil is kind of a cop out. Right, right. Uh, you know, like you 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 you're not taking responsibility for your own actions. I think more often than not. In my mind, uh, evil is a combination of, of you know, circumstantial things, but also just us fighting our natural selves, you know? Yep. Um, and why, I don't think we need a, a, a fictitious, a fictitious, you know, horned demon, you know? Yeah, we don't no, need that. I, There's enough evil inherent in us that we're fighting every day. You're yeah. 100% correct. Grant Wilson, what, uh, so when does the event start tonight? So there's a VIP dinner tonight, uh, I believe six, but the real event kind of kicks off for anybody who wants to just come uh, tomorrow, I believe at 10 a.m. Okay. And it just goes from so there. Yeah. Shooting Star Casino, ladies and gentlemen, it's 10 a.m. tomorrow. Grant Wilson, eight seasons of Ghost Hunters. Fantastic. Grant, thank you so much for spending uh, your time with us just before this event. And thank of course, you guys. In, in the Halloween season. It's wonderful having you on. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. That was Grant Wilson on the Best of. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Coming up next, we had Ramola Hodas, Princess of 42nd Street, daughter of the Times Square Porn King. Interesting story to say the least. Next on the best of. I'm afraid And joining me now on the show, promoting her book, The Princess of 42nd Street, Surviving My Childhood as the Daughter of Times Square King of Porn, is Ramola Hodas. Thank you for joining us today. Sure. Hi. Hello. What a, what a, a remarkable story uh, and, and life, Ramola. I mean, boy, if, if uh, any of us have thought we've got a weird strange family you guys certainly take the cake in this uh in the just in the little about the author it says ramola hodas was born in queens and raised on long island the oldest of four children of a brilliant bipolar mother and times square's notorious king of the peep show pornographer father martin hodas uh wow so congratulations for being here with us and and surviving this kind of lifestyle ramola uh talk to us about that what what was it like to be not on the periphery watching this happen in the city around you, but realizing that you were part of this story, your family was part of this. Well, <clears throat> it was <laughs> a culmination of things. Uh, I really found out what my father did I, when I was 14. Uh, he was actually on the front page of the New York Daily News for a week, and my first period teacher would start uh, the class with 
gee, Ramola, do you really have a, a door in the floor of your basement and you open up and there's money flying around? And I'd be like, oh, my God, I just want to fall through the earth. Well, what, Ramola, help uh, us out here. Uh, 14 years old is when you realized it. So that means you had 13 yeah. years of being around your father. You had no clue what your father's career was? Well, Or was this Tony Soprano? Dad, he just my, was my... working for Hallmark, and that's what you <laughs> thought was going on. <laughs> Um, my father started uh, the business when I believe I was 10 or 11. Okay. Before that, he had a jukebox cigarette and uh, pinball machine route. Okay. And what happened was when uh, – go, go ahead. you gonna... I was going to say something because that, that business in New York is a really shady business. Anything coin up. <laughs> oh, really? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It's all drop points for different stuff. People use the machines to drop stuff off and money transfers. All right. Let's not put that in Ramola's head. She's already been through enough. Uh, so... Well, uh, you know, what happened was he had some uh, uh, machines in some of the bookstores in Times Square. Mm-hmm. And he was in New Jersey, he had to go to the bathroom, and he was in an arcade, and he went downstairs, and he saw 15 old peep shows, and he was like, wow, what happens if I put girly films in the peep, sh- in the peep shows? And he went back to uh, New York, and nobody would take the peep shows, because everybody was saying to him, don't you think it would already be done if it could be done, you need a license, blah, blah, blah. So my father found out that he didn't need a license, and then the first bookstore, I remember, was 259 West 42nd Street. They took two machines, and that night, the man called my dad and said, Marty, you have to come back into the city. There's a line out the door, and the machines are full, and they won't show. And I remember my father coming home and saying, Jesus, I feel like I invented sex. (laughs) So that's how he started you know he put the 15 machines out and then he went back to the arcade and said you know i'd like to buy some more and the man now these machines are these like the ones where you'd put the nickel in and you'd look in the little binoculars and the film unspools in front of you okay Hmm. yes they were they were about five feet high and like a little refrigerator Mm -hmm. and one of the things that my dad did was he invented the like closet kind of uh, sure. um, you know where yeah. you could go in and close the door. The photo like, booth version, right? Yeah. And then it turned into you're in that closet, and a slot would go up, and inside there would be a round wooden stage that would be moving, mm-hmm. and there'd be girls dancing. Okay, I remember uh, those. <clears throat> Yeah. I remember yeah. those. Hoodlum. And I've been around the block a few times, so I've seen those in video games before. <laughs> Andy, right. you're I, living I, the life. I, I actually I'm remember sure. those in New York City. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And um, it was, it was you know, with all this going on, you know, my mother was bipolar and personality disorder and very violent uh, at times, many times. And I had to protect. I had two siblings, have two siblings, uh, two sisters and one brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, you know, protecting them and myself from her and then pre- protecting them from my father. Because the more he got involved in this world, the more drugs he did, the more pressure he had. Uh, 
and he would come home coming down from like cocaine or black beauties and just looking for a fight you know and i would just tell everybody get upstairs it's 10 to 6 now he's going to be home you know when he'd come home and just be a crazy person so and then at other times he was funny in the life of the party and you know he walked into a room and everybody knew knew he was there you know it was right he had a big personality but big personality big. and big drugs causes big problems yes mm-hmm. yes uh how how did he avoid so, how did he avoid the or did he not avoid it the being in bed with the mob in that business in New York City because right. he, the mob controlled so, all that stuff in New York City. Well, <clears throat> it had to be invented before they could watch, get into it, right? <laughs> mm. Did any of you watch the Deuce? Any of you watch the Deuce? No, I did not. I, I missed it, unfortunately. Well. <clears throat> It's it's in the second season, and it's going to be the third season. Okay. And then I think they're over. But uh, Saul Stein plays my father in that show, and it was really weird. It's weird. Um, and I met Saul Stein, and he's a great guy. But anyway, so what the deuce is getting wrong, and the papers got wrong, was that my father was not paying off the mob. Shh, quiet. <laughs> um, so, so this is what happened. Um, number one, he had a sit down with them. Well, first, let me back up. When he was when he had his jukebox business, um, he went to put a jukebox in this place where there was another jukebox. And I believe it was called, Bump, I, I forget the name of, of what it's called, when, when there was like wars between the jukeboxes. Anyway, my father would move the jukebox, he would come back, the other man's jukebox was there. They'd move back, finally my father just shoved the person's jukebox down the stairs. <laughs> well, okay. it turned out to be one of the, you know, I think it was Joe Colombo. Yeah, because the mob ran the coin op business. Yeah. They ran. So, so my father didn't know that it. He just thought it was some, you know, uh, some putz that was going up against guy. him. A guy right. like right. him. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and you know they said you know we we want to have a sit down with you and my father said go to hell. So he was on the the Belt Parkway, mm-hmm. uh, in you know going to Brooklyn or whatever, and somebody from a car shot three bullets through the car and i'll never forget when my father and it only thank god it didn't it's it 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 like hit the side of his head so my father's like okay so they had to sit down and my my, and you know they my father finds out who who it is Mm -hmm. and of course joe colombo got the spot he gave my father fifty dollars but they kind of became friends because my father he thought my father had a lot of chutzpah so what my father did when he was uh, got into the porn industry and, you know, they had wanted money from him. And I remember him saying, you'll have to kill me before I'm giving you any of my money, but I will do something for you. And what he did was 
he taught them how to how to run the business and they bought the machines from him and they bought the films from him and they bought the toys from him so <clears throat> he didn't he didn't have to pay them he helped them build the business and you know i used to go on vacation with some of these guys when i was a little kid you know so i kind of know that that is what happened and you know, I wrote that and I know because everybody's like, how did he, you know, he must have been in the mob. And then also, it's a long story, and I don't know if you want to hear the whole thing, it's in the book, but because of something that happened, my father did something for Whitey Leibowitz, the Jewish, the Jewish mafia. Well, there was a lot and of Jewish mafia at that time. Yeah. So they protected, they looked after my dad, too. Um, because my father did him a favor. So what what years were these? Uh, <clears throat> um, well, this was like seven. It was from the seventies to eighty five. Yeah, because I started going to New York City like about seventy nine, eighty, and I'll tell you, it was a spectacle to see. I mean, that's all that was there. <laughs> It was very scary. It was. It I was. Mean, it was very scary. When I used to go visit my father, you know, you had to behave like, you know, you had an attitude. I remember one time I came and somebody just walked by me and ripped my necklace right off my neck. I just so remember I was walking like, in some hmm. of the in some of those sex places, and I think some, some of them were just pure flat out brothels going on upstairs. Like I remember going. You think? No, I there was. Mm. I remember going. <laughs> yeah, one I thought that change. And they had like a they had a, a I'm not kidding like a western wooden fence in the middle of the room. Mm. There was a whole bunch of girls in lingerie sitting on chairs just sporadically through the room, and you, you walked you know so the fence, and they you just picked which girls you wanted. And I was a little kid. I was you know I was. 18, 19 years old, but I was watching guys going in there. Going, oh, I'll take her and going in back rooms, and that's what that's what Times Square was at that time. It was just a big porn well, place. You really weren't supposed to do that in the bookstores. I'm not saying that stuff wasn't going on, but you know, uh, I remember you know my father being called into New York because the police found that some of the girls were. You know, prostituting themselves up there, and you're not—you you couldn't do that there. I mean, so, uh, but it was going on for sure. Right. You know, just like massage parlors and whatnot. Um, what so, a crazy life! Know, and, was, and so you've got all this going on, and then you're even being called out as a kid. You're being called out at it in school from your teachers. Yeah, I wish I remembered this woman's <laughs> name. How do you do that? You know, that's ridiculous. Yeah, fourteen year. You know, I, I, I and and I, you know, when I tell this story, I say to myself, "Why the hell did you go back?" You know, the, the, if you knew she was doing it two days in a row, why? But who, who knows why? But it was right, you're just, a kid. What are you going to do? Right, right, right. Hmm. So, uh, so do you yeah. have do you have any of those old machines left? <laughs> 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 Boy, you want one? Well, they're they're um, actually they're big no, mo- they're big money no. they're big money today. Yeah, they're vintage. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> they go for big money. You know, my they're a couple grand my on eBay. Father uh, got out of the business, and then he got back into the business after he came out of jail. 
and then Giuliani, like... Yeah, Giuliani wiped it out, yep. I mean, Show World just closed in April. Playground is still open, but nothing on 42nd Street. No, Times Square, he cleaned it out. Yeah. um, And it it needed to be done. Yeah. I mean, so many people are like, oh, wow, you know, they made it like Disney. I'm like... Well, hmm. what you like what, the other better? What version of I Disney mean. are we talking about? I've been there. Uh, what a life! What, I mean, first of all, I applaud again. You are a very strong individual to have lived through what you had to do and still be there to take care of your family, your, your brothers and sisters, and and help everybody get through that. So, congratulations to you. That that's really something, and it shows the kind of fortitude that you have. And then to to feel brave enough to come forward and tell this story uh again should be commended and what a an interesting part of history to look back at from a very unique perspective uh we'll we'll have a link up to this and uh, let people know about it ramola hodas our guest again the book is called the princess of 42nd street surviving my childhood as the daughter of Times squares king of porn best of the tom bernard podcast Ramola Hodas on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the vault. All the way back to episode number 404 with Giannis Pappas, Don Shelby, and Michael Bryant. Next on the best of. Giannis Pappas with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night. You doing a Sunday show? Sunday, too, yeah. Sunday, too. You already found out that Giannis is from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn's a big deal now. Brooklyn, yeah. It's like uh, it's more expensive than Manhattan now. It is now. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, it's nice. It's not. It's very nice. It really it's not is. the Brooklyn that you know stereotypically people know. It's not tough anymore. Now it's more like Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Brooklyn. It's like Brooklyn. God, it was Bro- Brooklyn's where. Uh, didn't Rock- Rocky Graziano grew up in Brooklyn? Didn't he? Yeah, a lot of tough people. A lot Mike, of tough Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Did, yeah. No, no. There's like, you know. Hipsters with scarves. <laughs> now it's all just hipsters. Yeah, conquistador mustaches. <laughs> Why is it conquistador? I, because they have like the twirls in it. It looks like they're. Uh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> then they have to have the real pointy goatee. Don't yeah, they? they got the pointy yeah. goatee. They either look like conquistadors or they the they look like they survived a plane crash. <laughs> they're like all big beards. Like Salvador yeah. Dalla. Yeah. Yeah. They just look like they just ate a passenger to survive. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about before the uh, before the show started talking about the fact that I have a lot of Greek friends. And of course, Kostaki Economopoulos does our football picks in the NFL season. And the one great thing about Greeks is 
you know, because people say, oh, well, it could be Italian, could be. No, not with Greeks. Greeks, you look at somebody and you go, that guy's Greek. You know how you know? Because you motherfuckers have to shave. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. We, we shed. If you look at a hotel bed after a Greek's been there, it's just like scattered hairs. Like, what, were cats sleeping in here or Greeks? <laughs> it's true, man. You guys got some beards on you. We, we got eyebrows. We got, uh, it's, I mean, my eyebrows are, that's why I'm scared to marry a Greek girl because then the kid's going to be born with just like one brow across his head. That's it? Yeah. It's like, you know, marrying a nice Greek woman. Yeah, I don't know. You don't could, know? Could be too much hair. Could, could be. Look like a kid could look like <laughs> a Sasquatch. But Greek women are beautiful. Though. They are beautiful. Yeah, they are, they beautiful. are gorgeous. How are the women out here in Minnesota? Beautiful. Uh, yes. Blonde, blue eyes. I like that. Yeah. That whole deal. Yeah. yeah. You my would. Daughters, my daughters. You would like that blonde, blue eyes. I like thing. the blonde, blue eyes. Yeah. Because yeah, it's far it. away. No, I get yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Why isn't Alex here? I don't know. No, she didn't call. Oh, we have a caller? Yep. I was at Ben Kiriagas' house last night, speaking of Greeks. So this has been like Greek week for us. You know a guy named Kiriakis? Yeah. I know Bob Kiriakis. You know Bob? I don't know Bob, but I know Ben. Ben. Bob, I've known Bob Kiriakis my whole life. No, Ben Kiriakis? Ben Kiriakis. Was he? K-Y. Here comes. There's a Negro here. (laughs) R-A-G-I-S. Hey, Bryce, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Giannis, this is JB, JB Giannis. Hey, JB. Pleasure, man. Pleasure, pleasure. So, I'm sorry. It was Ben Curiosity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that was I the whole story. Well, I was just going to say that there, this has been Greek week for us. Because we've got well, yeah. Giannis and we had the Kostaki. Kostaki was on a Monday. A lot of Greeks. Yeah. A lot of Greeks. Nothing Taking over Minneapolis. Yeah. Minneapolis. <laughs> Three of us at a time. Actually, there are a lot of Greeks here. Are there Greeks here? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't know by the turnout last night. <laughs> really? <laughs> the parking lot did look a little thin. I didn't say they yeah. spent any money. There's a lot of Greeks here. But I bust I bust Kostaki's ass all the time about sponge diving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, down in Tarpon Springs. Tarpon Springs, the sponge divers at Tarpon Springs. But well. yeah, it's, a, it's a hell of a... Uh, it's a hell of a language. Oh, it's difficult, yeah. It, I mean, it is a hell of a language. Do you language. speak it? No. Oh, I'm not okay. fluent in it. No. Well, do you do you know, like, you know, as much as someone growing up around Greeks would know, I imagine? Uh, yeah, you mean the curse words? Yeah. Scattered words. Namely in, you know. Andy, I bet you there's one word that Giannis knows that we can't say. It starts with an M because of... <laughs> but it just means black. You're talking about Mavro? Mavro. Mavro, yeah, it just means black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I but thought it was a, There is another word. Are you though. sure? Positive, yeah. JB's like, okay, great. There is another word. <laughs> <Mavro. laughs> I'm going to start calling you Mavro. Mavri. It just Mavri. means black. Yeah. Mavri is many of them. Yeah. I don't any, mean them as in them, but is, you know. Is there any difference in, uh, what is it, sports? Sports. Sports. Yeah. That's German. Sports. Yeah. Now, let's, let's, let's talk about the word penis. Well, okay. okay. Is that possible? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to. There's a bunch gonna, of them in this room right now. We need some chicks in here. This is a sausage fest. Alex is supposed to be here, but she's not here. I don't know what the hell she yeah. is. It's a bunch of dudes. Sausage fest. It's a sausage fest. It's true. Now, okay, before we talk about penises, because I don't want to talk about it after we talk about penises, Greek food is some of the best food in the world. Oh, too. the best. I love it. Fabulous. Love it. Yeah. Pasticcio and all. Go down the line. Pasticcio, yeah. Uh, a lot of fish, tomadas, <laughs> the spreads. You like the spreads? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Tzatziki. <laughs> 
So you speak so a you little. Do. Polilego. <laughs> He's making the Greek face. Yeah, He's got. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so the Greek face is like, leave me alone. <laughs> is baklava Greek? Yes. Baklava is Greek, but the Turks would also claim it. Yeah. Um, like, um, oh, what the hell are they called? Dolmas? Dolmas, yeah, the Arabian kind of Turks. Egyptians, they have the same thing. Yeah. You know? Same story. By the way, you are on camera, so when you made that face, everybody saw you on YouTube. Hey, how you doing? Do your Greek face for the well, people on YouTube. That's <laughs> fabulous. I've seen that before. <laughs> I, uh, well, let's talk about penis, and then I'll tell them about my buddy, John. Johnny Satsos. Yeah. John is the English of Giannis, Giannis so yeah, yeah, with same name. Yeah, same name. I'm just Giannis, so John the Penis. Giannis Collar, yeah. you can John Penis. Is that then what it is? <laughs> oh, well, we my name would be, yeah. If I'd kept my original name, it'd be John Penis. <laughs> <laughs> In English, John Penis. Thank God my grandfather changed it. All right, we got to take our call, and then we get to the John Penis. Uh, who we got, Andy? Oh, we have a R. Basham. R. Basham. The Hackmaster. Are you at a titty bar right he now? Oh, he hung up. Good job. He did? Well, you hung made up. him sit there for like 10 minutes. We didn't even start till like seven minutes after. We are He's at a 10 cheap minutes. bastard. Nah. He's a doctor, for Christ's sake. He can afford a few minutes on his cell phone. Well, he maybe hit. he was like, you know, at a stop. Would you turn the light on? The what? Hey, hey, it's 2 o'clock central time. <laughs> you guys are making me feel underdressed for this. <laughs> Not me. I'm not making you feel underdressed for anything. He looks like a professor. He looks like a banker. I look like a 17-year-old kid. He's, a, he's actually an attorney. Oh, he's an attorney? He's an attorney. Right. He came he in. Apart. You do oh, look like This is the most eclectic radio show of all time. Do you want to do your... We could, we could record your commercial live on the air. Yeah, I don't know. We could. You don't want to do that? That's fine. However, you're, you're the professional. We're going to talk to John Penis right now. <laughs> okay, he's actually Giannis. on now. Giannis would be John in English, yeah. and Papis. Pepis. Pepis. Pe- originally Pepis. Pepis. In right. Greek, it means... Penis. <laughs> nice. Circumcised or uncircumcised. Yeah. I'm going to go uncircumcised. uncircumcised. You know, and if your name were John, I'd go with Jack. Yeah, Jack Penis. Jack Penis. To the rescue. You have another career headed your I way. I do, man. yeah. <laughs> In a world where Jack Penis, yeah, you would you could do porno, you could do you know action. Films. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like if uh, Tom Cruise came out, Jack Reacher <laughs> and then Jack Penis. Jack Penis. <laughs> this son of a punch. Oh, oh we got Ralph there. Ralph W. Basham, the Hackmasters, on the phone. Nice. Where are you? I'm in an undisclosed location. The NSA has been cutting me off, and I I, I, think, I think I figured out. I think I figured out the uh, the flight, the 370 flight. What's what's happening? What's going on? I'm breaking it on your show, Tom. Okay, oh, do tell. Well, I think what they've done is they've they've taken that plane, they've hijacked it, kept the passengers, offloaded them. They're unloading the explosives now. They're going to do videos of these people. Either they're going to be loaded back on the plane or not. They're going to fly it into some airspace and say, well. The passengers on the plane. We just want to return the passengers. That's yeah. the answer. Oh. They're going to embarrass Israel, America. This is a huge international problem. Russia, whoever, whoever they decide. Oh, well, the people they don't, the the uh, country of their, they don't like the most. That's what they're going to do. Or 
better still, they will take, let the plane take off. Have videos of these people on the plane, mm-hmm. or you know, video. Oh, they've letting us go. Oh, they're going to return us. The captain has decided to fly us back to a safe location. Mm-hmm. They're going to fly fly the uh, plane. Sounds like he there. hijacked the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's got right? the whole plan. Sounds like you did it, and you got the whole plan. <laughs> I know. That's right. I, I, I'm. I'm. I, that's right. I'm undisclosed location. So they. So or they keep passengers separate. Once the plane does what it's supposed to do, they release the passengers. You know, you need to drink less. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, Ralph. We were hoping that this time away that you would be spending in a delusion in, in, in an undisclosed location would do something for your delusional behavior. Well, he's coming but, directly from wine country, so he is. I think the plane's I, been raptured. Oh, right. A lot of good people on that plane, and God took notice. Yeah. I like it. It's been raptured. Oh, don't say that. Terry Train is going. Oh, she believes it. Oh, There's a woman on the KQ morning show. I do a morning show here in town yeah. as well. She actually thinks that aliens took the plane. Aliens. Yeah. She does believe that, yes. In her heart, she's not playing a bit. Right. Believes and this the aliens in her soul. took a particular yes. interest in Malaysian Flight 307. Yeah. Who's the chief of uh, the Air Force again? Oh, he just, just retired. Chief, 14th chief of the Air Force. Uh, uh, God damn it. What's his name? McPeak. McPeak, yeah. We had McPeak, uh, Admiral, or he's not an Admiral. No, no, he's General. General. General four-star. General, uh, four-star General McPeak was on the show uh, talking about this flight, and she actually said, well, what if it was like, you know, aliens or the Bermuda Triangle? He goes, well, it's uh, nowhere near the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> and basically, he, the next part, he kind of didn't say this, but he meant... What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, he had this gap when he because I was listening. He had this like gap of like, how do I respond to this? You know. Right. So, it was, By the way, Michael Bryant has joined us as well. Longtime advertiser on the KQ Morning Show never tweets though. You can't get the guy to tweet. <laughs> well, yesterday when you said that guy, the guy who tweets you all the time was getting in trouble. I thought you were starting to start talking <laughs> oh, about me. <laughs> I know, but you started by saying the guy who tweets me all the time. You know, yeah. Well, so I you. thought you know. Check this one out, Giannis. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy that's been kind of stalking me. Oh, here, here's what he was doing. Um, he was he was driving me nuts. Me and John and Jerry Seinfeld. He was asking us both to kick off his stand-up career. Mm-hmm. This isn't the same guy that like kept calling when I was like eight, is it? No, oh. no, no. That was a different stalker. Do you know his name now? Yes, you know. Okay, good. <laughs> and do you remember that that first time? Oh God, you were probably ten years old, and we were driving up our driveway uh, when we lived out on the farm. And you saw the sniper in the tree, but you didn't know what it was. Do you remember that? Sniper? No, I don't. Yeah, I used to get my life threatened a lot. Oh, really? So it was a yeah. sniper on your side? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there was a police sniper at my house. Wow. This guy, there was this nut job that was just going off the deep end. I think his name was Ralph W. Basham. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ralph, what are you yeah. doing? I'm 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 driving home. <laughs> you lying motherfucker! You're drunker than shit. <laughs> oh, he just laugh. He just laugh. Like, like Mike with the pot, you know. He just laughed. <laughs> Sounds like he's at a like a you know uh, drive-through. Yeah. 
JB. You're JB. Oh, you never met JB? Uh, no, I never met JB. <laughs> how, how are you? JB. How are you doing? Mike Bryant. Nice to meet you, Mike. Mike, Mike I don't paid. know if you noticed this, but he's black. <laughs> 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 no, I knew. I, but you look different than I thought you'd look. You know, I don't know. So. What, a, what a racist bastard you are. <laughs> <laughs> you have been paying a salary to this man for an awfully long time, and you didn't even know him. <laughs> I thought he'd look like Whoopi Goldberg. I don't have to pay any attention to black people. <laughs> And you're a goaltender too, right? Yep, yep, yep. So he's a goalie, and yep. my face is on his. You, yep. you don't you follow hockey at all? No. JB's a hockey goalie, and he has wow. my face painted on his goalie mask. <laughs> nice. So I get hit in the face constantly. constantly. Thank you yeah, so much. You. So Ralph, high. yeah, yeah. Is your lovely wife with you? No, she flew home early, so she's at home, at mind in the store, and I'm driving the dog home by myself. Oh, you mean you're you are actually back in town though? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were back in town. I thought you were still yeah. you were on your way back, but you're back in town. Yeah, then. yeah so, I'm back in town. So, so we're going to see you next we're, week. We're, yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll see. Be, on, be there on Monday, and uh, more of your fun. You guys are having a great time. More of your great nutty time. fucking I'm sorry, observation. I'm not there. <laughs> 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 That's all I have to say to you, buddy. Yeah, you have to lay off the mad dog. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's the dog he was bringing home. That's right. I'm bringing home the dog. We know what that means. As they said, in JB's neighborhood in St. Louis, Missouri. Wine drinking motherfucker. <laughs> all right, Ralphie, we'll see you next week. Hey, we'll see you next week. Have a, have a great time. All right, thank Doc. you very much. Okay. I, oddly enough, the Gopher baseball team is in St. Louis, Missouri right now. They are? Yeah. Are yeah. they playing the Billikens? No, they're playing Northwestern because Northwestern's home field is snow Is there a covered. black person that can say the word north? Can't say north at all. Can't say, north. Can't say that word. No. But yeah. North. I went to North High School. Right? North. Was, there were like three white people in the whole school. Me and two other white guys. And it was North High School. Poor JB, his entire life has been told you can't say TH. Northwestern. North wow. I'm proud of you, man. Field is snow covered. So oh, they yeah. had to move oh, it. They moved yeah. it to St. Louis. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Twins uh, season, you know, opens a week from Monday. Yep. A week from Monday. When it's getting warm, getting ready for it, right? Yeah, they, well, they better be opening the season in L.A. or something. Right. <laughs> Pro baseball starts this weekend. Says the Yankee yeah. fan who doesn't yeah. give a shit about the Twins. I don't Which, care. About <laughs> did you lose a bet? Huh? Did you lose a bet? Why you had to wear that hat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New York, Yankee fan. The Yankee Ruined. fan from Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm from Rhode Island. So, yeah. yeah. So oh, you, you guys don't have a team. No, we, you just got to sign on to the, the New England. That's uh, Boston. Boston. Wait a minute, Boston. you're from Rhode Island? Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys so obsessed with us, man? With who? With Yankee fans or, or New Yorkers. We're not thinking about you guys at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. You never. You never say anything Boston about the Red Sox at all. New York like we used to date back in the day. <laughs> so, like, we hey, moved on with our life, and they're just like stalking our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys twins? should just go date Philadelphia. You guys got a lot more in common. <laughs> no. What is 100 miles north of Philadelphia? 100 miles north of Philadelphia. Pocono. Wouldn't that yeah. be yeah. New York, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were trying to. Somebody's trying to tell me the other day. Ninety now, miles, ninety miles. I think it is. Yeah, is that, right. Ninety yeah. miles. So we're directly north. Yeah. You know how to get out of New York. I know how to get out of New York. <laughs> I know how to get in New York. Because the guy was telling me, yeah, it's, uh, for the town of Pennsylvania, it's about a hundred miles north of Philadelphia. I said, no, it isn't. There's no town in Pennsylvania a hundred miles north of Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, I think you yeah, get out of the state. Yep. You'd be out of state. Find out. Yep. What part of Rhode Island are you from? Uh, Bristol, right Bristol. outside Newport. 
I yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, really? I like kid. Providence. Yeah. Providence is nice. Buddy Cianci's town. Yeah. So, yeah, very much. Cianci. Yeah. People love Cianci. Buddy Cianci. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they like the Patriarcha family, too, if they know yeah. it's good. Yeah. For yeah. Them. yeah, the yeah. Patriarcha. His, his, funeral, his funeral was huge. The, oh, yeah. The bishop did the funeral. It was a just an unbelievable event, his funeral. My uh, my ex-girlfriend's mother was his doctor, his cardiologist. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, testified. They called her the mob doctor. <laughs> yeah. Had a TV show for a while. Yeah. It was unbelievable. The mob doctor. I didn't know you were from Rhode Island. Yeah. I didn't Next time Paul Mercurio's in town, you'll have to. Oh, yeah. Paul! I love yeah. Paul. Yeah, isn't Paul the greatest? Paul's the greatest. Yeah, just a great joke teller. Yeah, he's got that story about his his uh, cousin showed up at his father Arthur's funeral, and as Paulie was leaning on his father's casket, his cousin comes up, dukes him a fifty, and goes, "Hey, sorry for your trouble." What? You tip your you tip your cousin. Because well, because Ro- his dad's death. <laughs> Rhode Island's, it's kind of that place where like people can grow up right across the street. One becomes a cop and one becomes like a, a, criminal. a criminal. criminal. And yeah. they like know each other from childhood. It's Those like- my family. <laughs> no, it's true. My really? mother's family. Yeah. Yeah. Half of them are cops, the other half are criminals. That's so, hilarious. Uh, honestly, God, it's true. It's, that must have made weird. cops and robbers interesting <laughs> as kids. I don't know which way to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's where it all God. started. I was like, I like this. I'll stay on this side. <laughs> My uh, my cousin Lamont Dean was a, a copper for a long, long time. He's driving home one time through North Minneapolis, North. <laughs> and a guy got in his car. He was a plain clothes detective at this point. Guy just walks up and gets in the passenger side. So Lamont reaches his coat and goes, "Could I help you with something?" <laughs> Puts a gun to the guy's head. It's like, "Come on, man, use your head for Christ's sake." So we got a guy from Brooklyn and a guy from Bristol. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? We're going to have to play one-on-one to solve this. <laughs> one-on-one basketball. One-on-one New Yorker, basketball. New England. We're rivals, but we're sports rivals, but we love each other. Yeah, we love each other. No. Still- no, we don't love each other. No, you're not going with that. Not with that hat. Do you hate, you you know? hate, you hate so. uh, New York? Do I hate? Do I, I, hate I, I just the Yankees. Yankees. I just grew up Yankees. hating them, and I just. But hate you guys the won a few. It's off your. You don't have the <laughs> curse of the Bambino anymore. Now you're sure. the dominant yeah. team. We, yeah, yeah. I win, and yeah. that's great. I just I'll never get rid of. That. I should be I hating Yankees. you because <laughs> cool. your He's team white. beat yeah. my team twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. what sport? Baseball. Cardinals. They, they, their last two oh, World the Series. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Well, you did see that uh, dash cam video of Tony Larusa passed out in his car. Have you ever seen that? No. There's dash cam video of Tony Larusa. They pull up behind this SUV. <laughs> this is uh, 2007 or eight, something like that. And there's a car sitting in the intersection, running, and the guy behind the wheel is asleep. It's Tony Larusa. <laughs> wow. Whoops. <laughs> Not and he gets out and he, he said, "Say the alphabet." And he goes like, "Z N." You got Z N. Start over. You got Z N out, and that was all. He, yeah, yeah. He was hammered. Hint: Start with A. <laughs> yeah, start with an A. A N. Okay, and in get the, that in the done. Back. Well, is it normal to be able to like take a random spot in the alphabet and be able to go on from there? Because I've never been able to do that. That's probably probably you're right. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, that if someone said from, like you know R. It's like yeah. Q R S. Yeah, you'd have to back up yeah. and go back. forward. No, my, I can do it. My son can do the whole thing backwards. Yeah, I couldn't do that. He would. He'd apparently sit and study. Would you buy your kids some toys for nice fun? But he memorized it, and if you tell him, he'll do it backwards. You know, and it's amazing. My son can also recite the dictionary. That's all we gave. That's all we gave. Here's a dictionary. Here you go, kid. Have some. It would take me a while, but I could do that. Backwards? Like yeah. 
Yeah. Really? That, yeah, a, I mean, like, that's if a I skill had... that will get you laid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's going to yeah. be great. Just, yeah. just or him. make just a lot of money him. in a bar yeah. someday. I that's found right. that never works. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, ladies? Want to hear the alphabet backwards? <laughs> <laughs> And the sun shone through, warming the faces of these clips, making them realize that indeed they are the best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Grant Wilson, Ramola Hodas, and Giannis Pappas. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.